I'm just going to spend a, just a couple of minutes. Anyone who's a regular at Eltham knows that's a lie. I've spent a couple of minutes just talking a little bit about Christmas and the Christmas message. Hey, kids, we've got something special for you too, and I hope I get the instructions right. What we'd love to do is for you to draw a little picture while I'm speaking. I'm going to give you a word in a moment, and maybe you can draw a picture that somehow means something about the word that I'm about to give you. Now, where are you going to draw that picture? Um, if you see Sky at the back, Sky, do you want to wave? Um, she's going to distribute pieces of paper and so forth. Should they come to you, Sky, or are you going to hand them around? Yeah, go, you can head down to Sky. She'll give you a piece of paper and something to draw on. And the word is, okay, you ready for the word? The word is hope. The word is hope, H-O. P-E. We're going to talk a little bit about hope this morning. So you can head down and get your piece of paper. And then afterwards, Pastor Ollie is going to give you some instructions of what you can do with these, these amazing drawings, these pieces of art. Is that right? Yep. Spot on. Fan, fantastic. Well, while the kids are getting those pieces of paper and, and so forth, I guess um, probably after the... Uh, Christmas wrapping paper falls to the floor and, and you're cleaning up those last dishes and you start to look towards the new year and you're thinking about perhaps a trip, a journey, a, a holiday somewhere. And um, I don't know if we're able to map where everybody is going to be going this year. We'd probably cover a lot of parts of Australia. And, and uh, I do wish you safe travels as you do that. But as we head off to do certain things and think about holidays, Maybe you might even think about one of your favourite holidays. Um, I know with our kids, we went through the, they're all grown up now, so we don't have to do this anymore, but we went through the theme park stage. Do you, do you remember going through theme park stages? Maybe you're already in that stage. Where you as a parent would stand in a queue in a, you know, for a roller coaster ride, and you are asking yourself, why am I doing this? The answer, obvious, because I paid a horrendous amount to come into this theme park, and now I've got to get my money's worth. And so, so you're standing in your queue, and you were looking at... Um, an, an, an impossibly sadistic, you know, piece of mechanics in, in front of you that is promising to throw you all around at, at ridiculous angles and, and do all sorts of things that defy gravity, and, and it will be called a thrill ride. It will be called a thrill ride. And you're asking yourself, what is thrilling about this? It's, it's probably the notion that I may face death in a multitude of ways in just a moment, but somehow I'm strangely excited about it. And I don't understand why, but I'm, but I'm giddy and there's too many people behind me to turn back. So it is what it is. And so you hop on with your friends and family and, and sure enough, at some point in the ride, you are thrilled. Uh, other things may happen too and you may need a toilet afterwards. But, but you are, whatever house you might describe, you're thrilled. The Bible talks about, about being thrilled as well. In fact, one of my favourite carols, and I believe... Uh, band, we're going to sing this a little bit later, but Oh Holy Night, one of my fa- did I just give that away? Sorry. Anyway, Oh Holy Night, <laughs> one of my favourite carols, it talks about the thrill of hope, the thrill of hope. You see, God understands thrills, perhaps better than any roller coaster designer. God understands the thrill of, of hope, and I wanted to just share a couple of thoughts about that this morning. Um, a couple of years ago, I actually preached on this very, very same passage, the names of Jesus from Matthew chapter 1. Ollie just read it before. Verse 21, this is getting right to the crux of the matter. 
Uh, but here's the, here's the promise that she will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. The name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord has said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel. So his first name is Jesus because he will save us from our sins. The second name is he will be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. Later on in chapter 12 of Matthew, Jesus himself quotes Isaiah and he says that all the nations will put their hope in his name. So his name has power. The name Jesus has power. The name Emmanuel has power. And you are able to put your hope in the names of Jesus and the name Emmanuel. You can put your hope in them. Now, when we say hope and we're thinking about the word in terms of a biblical sense, we don't mean hope as in wish. We don't mean, oh, I hope that I will see you later, but I may not. Or we don't mean, oh, I hope this will happen or that will happen, but of course it may not. No, 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 no. When the Bible talks about hope, it is talking about an expectant wait. It's talking about a sure anticipation. Um, years ago, uh, I was a, a cub and uh, we went on a, on a hike and I'd never been, well, I'd been on camps, I'd been away from mum and dad before, but, but never out in the bush never out with a tent, never, never in the middle of nowhere. And honestly, I was, I was probably experiencing a little separation anxiety. But I was a cub and we did stuff, you know. So um, off I went and, and, and there we were camping and so forth. And on the last day of our hike where we we're supposed to meet up with our parents and so forth, I started to get a little bit nervous because we were stopping more often than not. And the leaders of this hike were consulting their maps more often than not. And they were consulting their compasses more often than not. And they were looking, looking around and turning circles and looking, well, actually quite dazed. And I was starting to lose confidence in my, in my cub leaders, to be quite honest. But this I knew. At the destination, if we could just get there, if we could just get there, at the destination, I knew my dad and my mum would be waiting. And I knew mum would be there with her thermos and a cup of tea. And I knew that she would have her chocolate, chocolate chip cookies. And I knew that she'd be waiting there with a hot cup of tea and a chocolate chip cookie. What I didn't know is could we actually get to the destination where they were waiting? Well, I decided, you know, I'm going to break rank here and I'm going to go up and give these guys a little bit of assistance. So I started to, to muscle in on their talks and so forth to listen in and kind of find out how, how bad was the situation. And, uh, and they were going to scout ahead, as it were, to find out whether we're on the right track or not. And I was up for that. Honestly, I wanted to be a part of the solution, not back here as part of the problem. So I went with them and they said, are you sure this is going to be extra walking? I'm up for it. Let me go. And so we did that. We found out we're in the right place, which was very, very exciting. And eventually we, we came around a, a bend to a trail and there was a big gate and a car park. And there was my dad and there was my mum and she had the thermos and she had her chocolate chip cookies and I knew all was well in the world again. You know, I didn't know necessarily if we could do our part, but here's one thing I absolutely knew with certainty. Dad and mum, they'll do their part. I was absolutely sure. It was a sure certainty. Dad and mum will do what they promised that they would say they would do 
because they always do. And when we talk about hope in the Bible, that's the sort of hope we're talking about. We're talking about an absolute sure certainty, an expectant waiting, because God will always do what he says he will do. And that's why Jesus was able to say, you can put your hope in my name. Firstly, my name is Jesus. I can save you from your sin. Years ago, I used this illustration. I I talked about salvation this way. Um, uh, Just to be quick, believe me, I'm not the hero of this story, but um, on a holiday, I decided to try and do what I hadn't done for decades, and that was surf. It was a bit of a failure. I came, uh, to be quite honest, I got out of the water and I was absolutely exhausted, but a desperate person asked me if they could save their uncle who was drowning. And I looked around and it was a crowded beach and there were a lot more people, a lot more skilled to save this man than I, but nobody was noticing. And I had a big board, surfboard with me and I thought, all right, I've only got a little bit left in me, but I've got to help this guy. So I paddled out and I, and I spoke to him with a confidence that I didn't really have within me. And I said, I've got you. You're safe now. It's, everything's going to be okay. I'm going to get you back to the shore. And as he clung to the end of the surfboard, he, the look of just oh, relief on his face because he knew. He, he seriously thought he was gone. He was running out of strength and he was clinging to my board. And I just reassured him. I said, don't panic. Just hang on there. I'm going to get you back to shore. And sure enough, um, I summoned up some strength from I don't know where, and I paddled him back, and by the grace of God, we got him to shore. Now, when I got to him, and when I had the surfboard there, was he saved? Yes, I had him from that point on, and I was not going to let him drown. Was there more saving to do? Absolutely. I had to get him to shore. And, and that, took, that took a lot of energy and strength to do. I didn't know I had it in me. But, but he was saved at that point, but he still needed saving. And so when Jesus says, when, when we talk about the name Jesus, that he's able to save you, what we mean is that he has on the cross covered our sin once and for all. But not only that, he's going to get you home. He is good to save you. He's saved you and he's going to keep saving you. He is going to get you to shore. He's going to get you home. And we might think of of a verse such as Jude 1.24. He is able to keep you and to present you faultless before the splendor of his glory. That's what he's able to do. And you can trust the name Jesus. You can put your hope in the name Jesus because that's what he's going to do. But he's also called Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God with us. It means together. It means God is together with us. It means he's here with us. I've been reading this book by the, by the author Bob Goff, and he tells some interesting stories, but he had a, he had a little um, holiday getaway um, house in Canada out there in the woods, and he hosted many different people to come. And, and if you happen to be a guest at his place, he would ask you to do something a little bit peculiar. You were asked to climb under his dining room table and to write a word, just a word, under the table. And on one occasion, um, Bob was lying underneath the table just studying all the words that different people had written over the years as they had been guests in their cabin. And, um, and his wife asked him, you know, what are you, what are you doing? He said, oh, just looking at the words. And she says, it's pretty amazing, isn't it? You know, the different guests, the the people we've hosted over the years. And she said, what's your favourite? And he said, oh, that's easy. That's easy. It's the one that Don wrote. It's the word with. With. God with us. God with us. God is together with us. In Matthew chapter 28, God promised, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. In fact, I will be with you even to the very end of time itself. 
God with us. You can put your hope in the names of Jesus. You can put your hope in the name Jesus. He will save you and he will get you home. And you can put your, put your hope in the name Emmanuel. He is with us. He is present with us all the time. You know, the thing about roller coasters is they can have their ups and their downs. They can have their twists and their turns. A lot like life itself, huh? But when you look at that thing, why do you ultimately hop on it? For two reasons. One, you just watched other people successfully endure the ride and get off. So you're pretty sure if it worked for them, it just may work for me. And then the other thing is, you look at it and it's pretty solid and it seems to hold to that rail, even though at times it's suspended upside down and it does all sorts of other things, but you're pretty sure it's going to, going to hold. And Jesus is the same, you know. You can put your hope in his name, Jesus, and the, your hope in the name Emmanuel, because he is going to hold you and he is going to be with you. He isn't just going to hold you like a roller coaster holds you, but he does life with you. He joins you on the roller coaster. He endures those twists and those turns, those ups and those downs. He is with you, God with us, Emmanuel. Well, that might be a, if you have already received Jesus as your Savior, that might be a good reminder. Put your hope this Christmas, once more, in the name Jesus. Put your hope in the name Emmanuel. But it might be that you haven't yet had your first Christmas. By that I mean your first Christmas isn't the first Christmas after, after you were physically born. Your first Christmas is the first Christmas after you were spiritually born. And how is it that you can be spiritually born? Very, very simple. You put your hope in the name Jesus. You put your hope in the name Emmanuel. You agree with God that Jesus is the one who can save you from your sin and actually get you home. And you agree with God that Emmanuel, Jesus, Emmanuel, will be with me all of my days, even actually to the very end of time. I wonder if today, for somebody here, this might be your first Christmas. And if so... Praise God. Hallelujah. That would be absolutely awesome. We'd all be very, very thrilled for you. Let me pray. Jesus, we do want to, want to say praise God and, and thank you for the opportunity to be here this Christmas. Um, we thank you that we can put our hope in your name. You're trustworthy. You're good to your word every time. If you say that you will save us from our sin, you will. If you say that you will get us home, you will. If you say that you will be with us always, you will. We can trust you. No matter what life brings our way, the ups, the downs, the twists, the turns, we choose today once more to place our hope in you. Thank you for today. I just ask for a wonderful blessing over everybody here, everybody who's a regular at our Eltham or Hurstbridge campus, everybody who is just visiting with us. I ask you to bless them, that your good and perfect will will find its outworking in their lives. I pray for your blessing on today as everybody heads off shortly to various households and celebrates and enjoys good food and company. May you bless that time. May it be filled with wonder and awe. May it be filled with you, Jesus. We ask this in your name.
Amen.